Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon. Oh, not afternoon. Sorry. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so used to doing this uh, in the morning. I mean, uh, afternoon or the nighttime. That uh, yeah. <laughs> so good morning. Um, welcome to Perspective Wisdom. Uh, I figured that the best way for me to get this done is to start doing it early in the morning. And that way my thoughts are fresh. That way I have taken some time to sleep on the information um, that, I, that I'm going to give to you and wrote down and kind of planned out my little bullet points. So with that being said, uh, today, today we're not going to continue on the relationship one. Uh, we're going to we're going to save the relationship one for maybe tomorrow or Friday. What we're going to do right now is is we're going to dive into Collins's life a little bit so I can help you to understand some things that it took me a while to gather. Right. Um, so today we're going to talk about uh, meeting my father and and why that process was so imperative to who I've become today now. Um, if you don't know, which you probably don't, cause I haven't talked about it yet. And I promised this like 20 shows ago that I was going to start diving into my life a little bit more. Um, but sometimes you kind of are reluctant to dive into your life because you don't want people to use it as a weapon against you. Well, that means you have to deal with yourself or, uh, what some people would say, deal with demons or what other people would say, you know, deal with the inner self, uh, before you can expose it to the public that way it can't be used as a weapon against you um so and when i say deal with yourself what i mean is come to grips with whatever it is that's bothering you ailing you uh making you angry or something of that nature um because you have to you have to people will take things and use it against you uh sometimes involuntarily sometimes they don't mean to do it but it's just something that happens it's the way this world is now we're going to talk about meeting my dad. Now, now, I did not grow up with my father, uh, contrary to popular belief, because a lot of people who know me now, you know, at the age that I am now, they could swear out that I had my father in my life just because of my morals and values and, and how I how I operate, how I move. But I didn't. I grew up in a single mother household uh, with, with, with two other brothers and a sister, right? So I have a little brother, have a older brother, I have an older sister. I'm kind of smack dab in the middle, I guess you can say. And and in this single mother household, there's a lot of emotion, right? There's a lot of, and when I say emotion, emotion is a generalized term. A lot of people don't want to say that men have emotions. Uh, they say, you know, women are emotional as though men aren't. <laughs> uh, so so I don't want to let, let's not say emotion. Let's let's get rid of that right now. I grew up in a house that was very confrontational. So any and everything that happened, uh, whether it was right, wrong or in between, there was always a confrontation between the siblings, uh, meaning between me, my brother, my brothers and my sister. Um now, where that comes from is, is, for lack of better terms, feminine energy, right? Because uh, I don't want to go too spiritual 
I don't want to go too esoteric and I don't want to be all the way in the book knowledge. Although I have all three, I don't want to be too far into one. So um, after the show and 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 if you don't mind, if you want to send an email to collins.johnson83 at Gmail and Collins is spelled with one L. So it's C-O-L-I-N-S dot Johnson 83 at Gmail. If you want to critique the show or you want to come to my Facebook page, um, you can either come to my Facebook pages in Collins Johnson or you can come to my Facebook pages in Perspective Wisdom and you can critique uh, uh, the show. Let me know what's going on. What is it that you would like to talk about? So forth and so on. I know. Sorry. Shameless plug. Um, but I'm very easy to find. I made it that way on purpose. Um, so anyways, there's, there's a lot of feminine energy surrounding that. And why is that? Because the governing force is my mother. Right. So my mother deals with things from a feminine perspective. And sometimes the feminine perspective is hyper confrontational. All right. So you grow up with it. Now, now this is five, 10, 15 years, right? 15 years of the same thing day in, day out. Although you have little small bits and pieces, it's still mainly feminine energy. Now, uh, and, and between the ages of, I'd say about eight and 15, I stayed mostly with my grandmother. Again, feminine energy. Now this is old school feminine energy. So <laughs> you already know what that's about. So between my mother and my grandmother, that's who raised us, right? And, and we're not we're gonna make this about me. I don't normally make things about me, but today we're gonna make things about me. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna say I'm gonna refer to myself and a lot of the things. It's not that I'm dismissing my other siblings, but you have to get the the gist of what I'm saying. Um and this is mainly aimed at single parents, right? This is mainly aimed at single parents because I want you to understand how important it is to have a balanced uh, equation for the child. So eight to 15, I'm living with my grandmother um, uh, because my mother works so much. So now she has four kids, four mouths to feed. And, and, you know, day in and day out, she's working as a librarian. Uh, she's doing different odds and ends while on top of trying to go to school and better herself. Well, not trying, but she did, you know. So in the end, my mom ended up with like, I think, two, two or three degrees, nursing certificate, so forth and so on. But she worked hard. She worked hard. And we'll talk about um, my mother's my mother's plight and and how me seeing her struggle through certain things and knowing certain things that she went through uh it also changed my perspective on women and how to appreciate women more um but that's a that's a whole nother topic so anyways back to this so this is the, all the way up until about 19 years old right i had this this inner anger that i couldn't really necessarily put my finger on and 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 understand why I would blow up at the drop of a hat. There would be some things where I could laugh it off, joke it off, walk away with no issues. But there would be little things that everybody else would just be looking at and deeming as, oh, this is just whatever. And I would totally fly off the handles, totally flip out. And I could not control it. You know, I it, it's almost like stepping outside of yourself and watching yourself do something that you don't want to do, but you have no control over the situation. It's, it's, you're just a bystander. Uh, you're just watching it. Right. So my first encounter with the fact that I even had a father was when I was 15. 
um, I had the FBI come to my house. Uh, well, come to my grandmother's house and my grandmother opens the door and there's this man and this lady standing there suits, but perfectly cut suits, uh, uh, like a business type smell, you know, slick back hair, sunglasses, the whole nine. And, and they sit down with my grandmother and they're talking to her about what I didn't know at the time, but was my dad. Right. And they were looking for him. Uh, in, in conjunction with a crime. And she was, you know, giving them the information that they asked for, so forth and so on. So the girl, the well, the lady, let me not call her a girl. The lady looks at me and says, you're the son. And I said, the son of who? <laughs> and she said, you're the son of, of my dad, right? Uh, say his name, but I'm not going to say his name. Say, you're the son of my dad. So I said, oh, well, I guess what does that got to do with anything? And she she paused for a very long time. Now, what I speculate because I don't know is that she was thinking to herself, he doesn't know his father. I can I can probably read that off of her face. So they got up, and they handed my grandmother the card, and they and they and they rolled off. Right, my grandmother closed the door. She sits down. And she's reading the card. Now, mind you, my grandmother normally talks to me. We watch shows, you know, Matlock, Murder, She Wrote, things of that nature. But this was different. She stayed silent for a good little while. And I, I was staring at her. And she knew I was staring at her, but she did not make eye contact. Finally, I said, Grandma, who was that? So she said, oh, you know, don't worry about it. It's just police. Uh, you know, they're looking for your dad. And I said, Okay. And she left it at that. Now, my grandmother didn't speak on things um, that she didn't feel words would change your thought process. She didn't speak on things that she didn't know about, as in uh, close proximity or or experienced it herself. And and she just kind of kept to herself. And when she did speak, it was you needed to listen. Right. You needed to listen because it was something that you were going to use later on in life. Uh, now I know that at the time I didn't. So, so anyways, moved on from that, that, that night, woke up the next day, right? Woke up the next day talking to my little brother. And I mean, I'm, I'm in rage. I'm in rage, uh, because me and my little brother have different dads, right? So he's like, yeah, if I ever see my dad, you know, we're going to have an issue. Now, this is what I want you to understand. The more fragmented a family becomes, the worse it is for the child. It may not be worse. It may not be bad for you as the adult, as the parent, but for the child that begins to tear them in different directions. Right. And, and, and you have to look at your household as a democracy. You have to look at your household as a country uh, that you are running. You, the parent, uh, the king and the queen or, uh, or the, the 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 archbishop, whatever you want to call it, the emperor, the president, you are the head over top of that kingdom. And in that, when you start to fragment things, you put a strain on the people uh, with the lesser experience, not intelligence, but lesser experience, because obviously you've been living on this earth longer than they have. Right. So let me speed this up a little bit because I want to keep your attention. Now, 
after we're talking, me and my little brother are talking about our dads and we're, we're visibly upset and mad and, and, and these days, then my older brother comes in. Now, my older brother knows his dad. My older brother is 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 the product of the marriage, right? The marriage between my mom and, and his dad because he's first, right? He's first and then my sister's second, then it's me, then it's my little brother. So my older sister and my older brother both have the same dads and then that marriage ended and then you get me and then you get my little brother, so forth and so on. So them two, as in my older brother and my older sister, they know their dads or not dads, but dad, they know their dads. So they're, they're, they're a little bit more grounded in that sense than I am. So he's like, you know, uh, you're a mistake. You, you weren't meant to be here. Uh, neither was, you know, my little brother. I'm not going to say their names, but neither was my little brother. Y'all wasn't meant to be here. So y'all are mistakes. So of course you don't know your dad. Uh, just get used to it. You know, he used to say things like that. And this is what I mean by a fragmented household. Now, you as a parent, you're working, you're doing whatever you're doing. You're not going to see these things happening. You're not going to come across it uh, in your children unless you're around them 100 percent of the time. And even if you are around them 100 percent of the time, they will have arguments and conversations that you will never be in on but when you have a fragmented household the more fragmented your household is the worse it is and it will stay under your radar not theirs <laughs> so anyways so we get into an argument me and my little brother go outside because me and my little brother are closer than the 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 top two at the time at this time at this time so now 16 i'm 17 i'm 18 i'm 19 19 my brother goes off he plays basketball you know and he leaves my older brother's still there doing whatever he does my sister she leaves you know she goes to job corps so it's just me and my grandmother uh uh and 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 my uncles right um now my uncles weren't the male figure in my life and this is what i want to point to the masculine energy right that wasn't the masculine energy in my life. The masculine energy in my life was the guys I grew up with on the streets, in the neighborhood, right? So I don't want to say on the streets like I'm some gangster, not a gangster. I grew up with, with, with older guys in the streets, right? I'm not going to say their names either, but they know who they are and they probably listen to this show. <laughs> so let me speed this up because I want to keep it under 20 minutes. Um, so anyways, I grew up with them and, and they kind of guided me and steered me in the direction that I needed to be. Everything, everything that they paid attention to, they then took that, that thing and they moved me, right? They, they, was, they, they, they steered me to treat women a certain way. They steered me to have a work ethic. They steered me to respect my mother, you know, and, and understand what she was going through as a single mother. They steered me to get my education and so forth and so on. And they did it in a way that was conducive to the person that I am. They didn't do it as in just trying to cram knowledge down my throat, uh, um, try try to you know bash me into into doing uh, the right thing for women and this that. Try to do reverse psychology. If I cried a little bit, they didn't try to beat it out of me. Like they 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 understood some type of way. I don't know how, because and, and I'm not going to speculate, but in some way, shape, form, or fashion. They knew what I needed as a, a lost little boy, right? And here's a, a, a piece where my mom comes into play. My mom 
allowed them to. She did not keep me away from the the guys in the street, the guys on the corner. You know, you know how there's all those. They ain't they up to no good. No, this is the neighborhood that we live in. So how can you negatively judge the people that you live around and live with and live next door to and say they're up to no good? And and you don't know what their situation is, right? And my mom was always good about not passing judgment so quickly. You know, you had to do something to her for her to pass judgment and say, no, I don't want you around me or my children, right? So she allowed that masculinity to be infused into my life. Now, 19, I get a girlfriend, right? Who will later become my wife, but get a girlfriend. We laugh, we joke, we spend time together. 20 she starts asking me questions about my family. You know, she's like, you're nothing like your older brother. You and your younger brother are the same, but that's because y'all are kind of, you know, close proximity. Me and my younger brother are two years apart. So she couldn't understand it. And I said, well, you know, they got different dads. And, and then we started talking, right? So by 21, she gets the idea to find the other half of my family, right? I don't know how she did it. She still won't tell me to this day, but she finds the other half of my family, which, uh, you know, uh, which is my two sisters. We go and we have dinner and we laugh and we joke and, and we enjoy this time. And for the first time I got to meet some other people who shared my facial features, who shared my interest, who shared my humor. And I didn't know how to take it in the beginning, but it was opening me up in a whole new way. Now, mind you, I'm 21 years old. See, this this is what I talk about in a lot of my perspective wisdoms is that there you don't have a concept of time in the way that maybe you should. We're just taught to have a, a, a certain awareness of what time is. But even then, time speeds up and slows down depending upon the perspective that you're looking at it. Right. So so this is another nuance to the conversation that we'll jump into later. So now this older sister of mine. So now I have three older sisters. Right. Two just got added to the equation. This older sister of mine says, I need you to go meet daddy. Right. And I said, I don't want to meet this nigga. <laughs> I, I was some type of upset. I don't want to meet him. And and she said, no, you need to meet him. He wants to see you. He wants to explain to you what's going on, so forth and so on. So I said, okay. And I go up there with her. You know, we go to visit him at the at the prison. And I walk in there with all of this anger and animosity and tension and just just everything you can think of that is on the negative energy side. I walk in there with. And I see him and I see me with glasses, a little bit older and balding. <laughs> And, and it just, it mellowed me out instantly, right? So I get to talking to him and we'll go into the nuances of the conversation. But long story short, he started talking to me about why he wasn't around. And by the time he got to the end of the story, it, it, it changed my perspective on why he wasn't there, right? He explained it to me. And the things that he was bringing out, I could tell that it wasn't a lie. Because he knew stuff that I was doing or that I was involved in or that I was a part of or people who I was hanging around and he never been around me. So if he's never been around me, and he knows these things. I mean, all the way down to their names. How does he know this? Now, he can't know it from my mom. My mom works 
all the time. My mom's in school most of the time. When my mom does talk to him, because later on in life, I found she wrote him letters when he was in jail. You know, she talked to him on a pretty regular basis. But my mom doesn't know the people that I hang with, doesn't know their names. <laughs> she just knows who to keep around me spirit wise. Right. She 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 looks at how you act, how you carry yourself. And that's how she determines whether or not you need to be in her children's life. Not necessarily her because she can handle herself, but just her children. So anyways, by the time we finish the conversation, our visitation is up and I get up and I'm, I'm in tears. Right. And he's in tears. And I give him this hug and I, you know, just glance up and I see the security guard behind him crying. Right. Not not like sobbing, but he's in tears as well. And I said, I'm going to I'm going to make this a regular thing. I'll figure out a way to, you know, work and buy me a car and I'm going to come up here and I'm going to visit you on a regular basis because there's so much I got to talk to you about. And he says, OK, I love you, son. Now, at that point, I melted, melted into a little pile of baby goo. <laughs> it's the first time I've ever cried like that, but it was a cry of release, right? So I leave out of the out of the jail. And at this point in time, you know, he's in he's in uh maximum security prison. So he can't have too many visitors at once. So my sister, she goes up there uh every week at this at this time. She went up there every weekend and and if she couldn't get up there every weekend, she would at least be up there twice a month. Uh so she was like, no, I'll just sit in the car. You know, I'll chill. I got my little books and stuff like that. I want you to go have this time with him by, by yourself because you need to understand who your father is. Now, my sister is very wise, very wise. And, and, and a lot of this perspective wisdom that I get, a lot of it comes from her. A lot of it comes from my other sisters. A lot of it comes from my aunts and uncles on that side. And it's just something about wisdom the, and knowledge and education that we're drawn to that this, this seems to be a family trait, right? And I'm learning these things over time. So get back in the car and she's smiling. She's glowing. She's like, so what you think? What you think? And, and she has this, this exuberance about our father, right? And, and I didn't know what to think, but I, I had a, I had a weight a monumentous weight lifted off of me. 21 years old, I'm just meeting my father, which is like meeting myself at a at a at a later point in life. And now I have a an assemblance of who I am as a person. One meeting, just one. So now, you know, go back home, lo and behold, three, three, four months later, he dies, right? He dies of cancer. When I met him, you would have never known. He had any type of cancer, any type of illness. He was, you know, spry and everything. So he dies and, and it leaves a hole in my heart and in my personality. And at this, this point in time, I'm in the military. I can't, I can't move about the way that I want to move about because I have to ask for permission. Right. And if you know anything about the military, asking for permission with that type of ego being in that type of mindset is the is the most torture you can ever go through in life for you to be a grown man or woman 
out here fighting wars and still have to ask for permission as though you're an adolescent. It, it doesn't feel good. So that was probably the worst year and a half of my life after my father died because I could not I could not balance myself. Now I could put on a mask for the world. I could put I, I could put on the face. I can laugh. I can joke. Uh, I can do all types of things. I can go places and be around people and 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 be the life of the party. But when I'm by myself, I'm broken because the man, the other piece of me, is gone, and I did not get to answer so many questions that I had. Right. So it sticks with me. But let let me tell you on the positive side, because you have to have balance in these conversations. So I'm always going to give you a positive and negative, a feminine and a masculine, uh, so forth and so on. And the positive side is in meeting my dad. Instantly, there's a connection. Right. There's there's this connection that I cannot explain to you that I needed that I needed to understand for myself. There's there's this awakening of a purpose in life. Now, you can't explain it to other people because they're not going to take it the same way that you take it. But for you personally, it allows you and I'm not going to say, like I said, I'm not going to say the cliche things like, oh, you know, it helps you to know yourself. It's not about knowing yourself. It's about being grounded and balanced, understanding that there is a feminine and a masculine principle in everything. And if you're always getting the feminine principle the feminine side, the feminine energy of something, the nine times out of 10, that's the direction that you're going to go because you're, you're conditioned to be in that realm. The lack of balance in a relationship, and it's kind of funny how I'm about to tie this in, right? Because I talk about relationships, but sometimes on that side, I'm talking about intimate relationships, but on this side, I'm talking about interpersonal relationships. The, the lack of balance in a relationship will cause so many issues and and these issues will will look like one thing it'll look like you're narcissistic it'll look like you're selfish it'll look like you're angry it'll look like you're self-consumed and so forth and so on but it's because of the lack of balance and once something is balanced out then then it takes on a whole new form right there's there's a whole new level of understanding and knowledge and wisdom and intelligence that comes with that thing um, there was no way for me to keep this under 20 minutes. I tried. So, <laughs> so anyways, the meeting of my father changed who I was, who I was as, as that person at that time and the direction that I could go in. My success, my peace, my relationships, how I treat my kids, all of that stuff was solely dependent upon having balance in my life. Now, my mom knew I needed balance. She just didn't know how to give me that balance until she understood that she couldn't raise me as a man. She could raise me as a child. She could raise me as her own. Uh, uh, she could raise me to be the man that that is respectable and a, and, and a good, good, productive member of society. But she can't help me with the nuances of who I am and what I'm going to experience and what I'm going to come in because that was the man's portion. So she did the best she could as far as keeping me around men who who understood who they were. They were already grown. They were already, you know, set in their life and, and, and in their ways and things of that nature. And she allowed me 
to go out and explore. She allowed me to go out and find these guys because one thing you got to understand. <laughs> so single parents, one thing you got to understand is your children will gravitate towards somebody. They will go out here in the street and they see you every day. You know, if not every day, every other day, whatever, they see you on a regular basis. So it's not that you don't matter, but they're numb to the effect that you can have on their life because they see you every day. They, they're, they're, just, they're just in the routine. But when they go out in the world to experience things, they end up gravitating towards people with like interests, with people, you know, all types of things. And they're eventually going to find somebody that they look up to. Now, people don't like to 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 invoke that that side of them and, and say, you know, oh, I look up to this person because it feels like you're a follower, feels like you're a sheep, feels like, you know, you're, you're a less than. But it's nothing wrong with looking up to somebody in something in some certain capacity. It has to be on the positive side, of course, because you can look up to a criminal and, and end up following suit. You know, <laughs> uh, it's just human nature. But you they, they're going to find somebody that they look up to. For me, I found guys that, that mimicked what I was looking for out of the masculine side, out of the masculine principle. So all of the all of the guys that I allowed in my life, uh, all the uh, older guys, all of the older guys that I allowed in my life, it's not necessarily when you say father figure, it's not that I was searching for a father uh, because I had already found my father, but I was searching for guidance. I was searching for uh, a way to understand what was going on inside of me. So as they talk, it related. And, and to this day, those those older fellas, those what would what, what would be called the street fellas, you know, street guys, which weren't street guys. We just grew up in the same neighborhood. They were older than me. They're still in my life. The ones that the ones that affected me and the and the and the best way possible, the ones that gave me the morals and, val and values and foundation and teachings of being the man and, and and things of that nature. Right when I was a teenager, they're still in my life now. I still laugh with them, still joke with them, still talk. But they can look at me and say, you know, I was in that dude life from eight, nine, 10, 11 years old or 15 years old. Or I met you later on in life at 20, 21, 23 years old. They're still in my life. So what I want to say is it is it is very important if you're a single parent to make sure that your children are around the other side of the paradigm. If you're if you're a single mother, make sure they're around positive masculine masculine men. Right. Vice versa. If you're a single dad, make sure they're around feminine uh, giving, loving, caring women because they need this balance. Um, one thing that, that this society likes to do is suppress feelings. And in that suppression of the feelings, they suppress one side of you, one one nuance inside of what makes you a whole person. So they either suppress the masculine side or the feminine side. And in that, it throws you out of whack. There's no balance in your life. And with that comes chaos. With chaos comes order. Right. There's always order out of chaos. So if I can break you. Right. And you don't think of it in the terms of somebody trying to break you. But the society wants to break you and, and move you about in certain ways, because that's just what it does. 
that's just the engine that this society is. There's there's no if ands or buts about it. So keep that in mind uh, as you go forth with your parenting journey. Understand that you are the hierarchy in your house, and you need to govern it accordingly. And yes, you're gonna run into some battles. Yes, you're gonna run into some disgruntled teenagers in your house, and they're not gonna want to clean and be lazy and so forth and so on. I mean, if you were the president of the United States. If you were the, the 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 high emperor or high priestess, if you was the, the king and queen of England, look at the range of people that you have to rule over. So just condense that down into a smaller section and understand that you have to rule your house with humility and not be a tyrant over your house. That's it for today. So uh, like I said, you can go to either my Facebook uh, perspective wisdom or you can go to my facebook as in me collins johnson which is spelled with one l uh, or you can send me an email at collins.johnson83 uh, on future topics or critiques of the show things that you would like to hear you know uh, add in how i can make things better so forth and so on so uh, y'all have a wonderful day and i will talk to y'all later